Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 31 of Constantly Varied with me, your stand-in host, Gillian Fennan. So I'm here with all the lads today. We've got Jamie Lawler, we have Mr. Espejo, Jose himself, and we got Shifo, Stephen Clark. It's going to be some episode, lads. We are changing the structure just a little bit. This is the Christmas special. So what we've done is we have reached out to the Instagram universe and asked them for some questions of what they want to know about Bua. And we're going to just go with that for the whole thing. So it's going to be a Q&A. I'm going to be the Q and you guys are going to be the A. Okay, it's going to be great. You need to have some A's as well, though. No, I'm just going to ask questions. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay, this, so... It's fun. I'm looking forward to this yeah. today. So I'm just going to jump right in. First question, it. right? I think, Jamie, you're probably going to be the best person to ask this to. So uh, what makes Bua different from other gyms? Someone's after asking us. Yeah, I saw that question come in. That's a great question, it isn't, isn't it? it? And do you know something? It's one of the hardest questions to answer for a lot of business owners I talk to when you actually ask them about the thing they know most about when they're trying to differentiate it from other types of businesses that yeah. are similar. It's like, oh shit, that's a fucking hard one. Mm. You have to get to the things because look, lots of gyms do CrossFit style training, use yes. functional movements, yep. constantly vary programming, high intensity or varied intensity. They look and feel and smell like, uh, you know, a gym like ours. So then you have to say, well, what do we do differently than those that kind of gives us our unique signature? Mm -hmm. So I think there's three definite things I can point to. And it's kind of like the collection of those three things is what makes us different. It's like a three-headed monster. Okay. So the first one is, I think we're probably unusual with the amount of education we do in our training sessions. I think most gyms would say, they teach people how to move well but we really teach people how to move yeah, really well yeah. and we we put time aside for it in each class and uh, because we know we can trust the programming we'll get all the fitness progress and it doesn't need to be an hour of just non-stop training that yeah, we can yeah. say we can shorten the amount of time we're training and still get all the progress that we could ever want mm -hmm. but then it, we leave time deliberately for things like movement practice skill development mobility like things that's going to like really move the needle for the, us yeah the actual important stuff because because i've i think for me as a coach i have the benefit of i've done both i started training in the like full hour fitness that's how i got into crossfit and then i moved to bua and i was like what the fuck is this but all of a sudden like lifts were going through the roof i was getting fitter i was getting stronger and i was doing on the surface way less you know what i mean yes but it, it's the the technique and the honing in on stuff that makes all the difference i think it's the you know spending half your time sharpening the axe rather than just trying to chop down the tree with the blunt axe oh, it's that sort of thing do you know, do you know that quote uh, i, I, don't, I don't know it oh, but i wish i had it right oh, now no, there's, right, there's, there's a quote i don't know i don't know what the right the exact quote is but it's a basic story right is there's these three guys they go out and they're chopping wood and that's their job they're out for eight hours a day they take an hour for a lunch break right and they get paid for how much wood they chop is the the whole synopsis of it right and two of the guys are like they take a 20 minute lunch break instead of an hour because they're like we need to just keep ahead keep ahead because they're getting paid per unit right then there's a third guy who takes a full hour for his lunch break and he leaves and he comes back and every single day he finishes with more wood chopped than the other two and after a couple of weeks they're like here what the fuck is going on like how come you're ahead of us every single day but you're doing less and he's like well 
on my lunch break, I go home for an hour and I sharpen my axe. And that's how he does it. And it's as simple as that. And, yeah. and I think uh, as a, an approach, we know that putting the time into those things that intuitively we could be just putting more and more exertion into things, lifting heavier things, do more reps, more and more reps. But we tend to see that we just, we hit a big ceiling that way. And we used to do that. Like I did that for years. And um, it was very much an evolution, a step forward mm -hmm. when we peel back. And I think it can be sometimes misconstrued as, a, oh, they're not taking it as seriously. They're, they want to do lower volume. But yeah. the lower volume is for the progress. It's mm -hmm. not for uh, for some sort of sustainability or something like that. It's actually like what we care about is performance improvement yeah. at the fucking highest, fastest rate as far as we can. So it's the way that, that it gets us there. So, so I think as a number one thing, we educate quite a bit more than most of even our style of gyms. Yeah. The second thing then is, I think like this is a bit inside baseball, but our coaching team, I think, spends like exponentially more time on their own coaching capacity. Like they're really deliberate about it. Everyone in this room and everyone in all the rooms, mm -hmm. you don't join the team unless you're obsessive about becoming the best coach possible. Yeah. And that's not a sort of a selfish, I want to be great. It's I know if I'm better, I'll, get, I'll help people make more progress. It's all towards the same end. The more powerful we get as a coach, the more impact we can have with people. And that's what it's all about. That's what the job is about. Mm -hmm. So we do spend, like, I haven't come across any other gym that spends, any, like, even a tenth the amount of time we spend on that. Yeah. Um, and I think it, at the end of the day, f for us, that's us leading with our, like, we're mastering our side of things. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's part of our leadership side of it. Yeah. Can I uh, throw a curveball question in there just to take the mic off you for a second? I'm going to throw to Jose. Can you give us an example of how you go about your own personal coaching development? Uh, has been massive. Like, uh, I didn't find the coaching easier. I has been finding always really difficult. But in the beginning, the difficult maybe was the basic. Now the difficult bit is to go really deep into the movement. So always is difficult and you need to be comfortable with the discomfort. Now, yeah. the level is going higher. But I always feel uncomfortable with it because I'm trying to go a layer deeper on every single one. Yeah, so. I, I think that's how you know you're doing it as well. As well, like we've had this discussion last week was it, it's something I tried in one of my classes, made me so uncomfortable. I was like, oh god, I don't want to do this, but I was like, I have to do it. Like it's trying to do the thing that like most coaches aren't doing. It's like, can I go a step further with it? And I think that's important. And I think that the most important part is to be in the discomfort mainly into the class planning yeah because yeah. the class planning is what is making a class great if your class planning is not good the class is not going to be good at all mm -hmm. thing is the delivery is another thing but the class plan is what you need to make yourself the, in the, that discomfort finding more information try to do something new try to find another way to tell the same thing so there is when i think that as a coach you are growing the most by far amazing amazing I'm quickly to add to that where I think you know the the number one payoff is when we see the progress people make in front of us so consistently and we see with the game days this year the progress has just been insane right yeah and it's been unanimous yeah. with all the coaches it's it's the the reason we do the jobs where the reward comes from so we get the payoff that way there is a second payoff and this this is an interesting one anytime now a coach off the team goes to something like a level two or something they come back and go oh my god I'm so good at this like they spend their months 
and months feeling like they're because they're doing the uncomfortable thing they're not quite getting there all the time because they're always pushing themselves to the next level but then you put yourself in a room with people who are not doing it it's like oh jesus like i've made so much yeah. progress i can see i can feel it when i'm in that room i feel so confident i feel like mm -hmm. um i'm i'm 10 steps ahead so i think that's that's where we see it and i think um when you think about what members are paying for here mm -hmm. it's not the fancy facility no it's definitely the coaching yeah. it's what it's where the value is so uh that's why we emphasize it so much okay so that's the second thing yeah this third piece then is um we also in a very deliberately way lean into the mental skills of training quite a lot i think this is something that is happens to different degrees around different gyms mm -hmm. but like i know for me i've had a bit of education around it and i've also explored the area with like i've experimented a lot in my coaching with athletes with other coaches about like we know that a lot of it comes down to our, our state of mind or our skills being able to deal with different scenarios mm -hmm. dealing with adversity etc and i think as a transferable skill like what we do in here i think it's probably the most impactful one it's mm -hmm. the one that i think is most difficult to coach honestly yeah. it's yeah. really difficult and i think people come here for physical training they don't necessarily come here for that stuff so it's kind of a harder sell as well mm -hmm. but at the end of the day i think it makes a huge impact um i think we're the opposite of that gym that where people go in and trade calories for time on a treadmill i'm trading yep. calories for minutes yep. of just sweating we're saying you can come and get really fit and then learn so much about yourself in mm -hmm. the process so i think the combination of the education the coaches doubling down on their own skills and the psychological side mm -hmm. of training i think the three of them adding up is what gives us our unique signature so just uh, on the psychological thing because i know this so what like what a lot of people probably don't see in the background is every single week we've got like development sessions we have team meetings kind of every two weeks there, there's a lot of time goes into it outside of the time you just see us coaching um, and what we are focusing on as a coaching team this quarter is like three specific kind of skills with psychology skills can you talk us through the three of them and then i might get inputs from the two lads of how you're finding implementing that in classes yeah so the three big areas we're working on grit is the first one yep and that's that piece of maintaining your energy and passion when things get difficult mm -hmm. and the energy and passion and perseverance is the bit that i think as a muscle that we work in here it's psychologically it's the biggest one because we hit we hit struggles all the time yeah and then we then we learn how to, how can we figure out a way around it and it's not necessarily that we go oh, i've learned it there so i'm going to transfer it over there you yeah. build confidence in your ability to suffer through tough things yeah. simple as that the second thing then um we're talking about attentional control so we're like where our attention is any one time this is not the most intuitive thing for the open mm -hmm. i actually think it's the one that makes a bigger different biggest difference for the open yeah because definitely. most of our stress around the open the anxiety the fucking build up the getting ourselves to sign up and to show up and to do all that like it comes down to where our attention is and most of the time when we're wound up to bits <laughs> it's, it's because we're just letting our thoughts run riot and i think what one skill that we can learn is how can we get back on task when we're losing our i say we won't say losing our mind uh, <laughs> sometimes that's what it is but but sometimes that's what it is yeah, yeah. um and and that's a again it's a it's a skill that athletes at the highest level train all the time mm -hmm. um so the third one then i'm blanking adaptability adaptability yeah 
Oh my god. So this one is the cause of the stress when <laughs> when we when we're not adaptable. And this is this clinging on to our preferences. I prefer that pull-up bar. Oh, my favorite rope. Oh, my grips. Oh, my favorite way to do things. I like yeah. this end of the gym. Yeah. This is my barbell. That stuff. The more <laughs> <laughs> so true though. Like, like these are the things that when we cling onto them tightly, become real weaknesses for us. Because someday, your barbell is not available. Or your you forget bar. your grips. Or you forget and your you grips. have a near meltdown. Yes, and again, it's happened. It's like, happened. like practicing saying, "I'm going to let some stuff go today." And doing that in the training and the lead up, I would, I would hope that by the time the open comes around, it's just something that you've practiced a little bit. Mm -hmm. And when you come in and the warm up area is a bit crowded, or the lane that you're in is not exactly your your favorite yeah. part of the gym, yeah. that you can go, okay, but I'm all right. I've done a bit of adaptability this month, and I think mm -hmm. as a transferable skill, it's another one that's like outside of the gym. Oh my lord! Like, mm -hmm. do we need that? Okay, so uh, Shifo, we haven't heard from you yet, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> now we're sharing a mic. So what I what I'm wondering is, is there any of these three skills that you've either brought into your own training or into your coaching over the last couple of weeks since we've been chatting about them? Yeah, I think yesterday's workout, um, you could say it was an absolute mess when people were going from it was like you had a bike, you had a set of rings, you had a rower, you had a pull up bar. And um, now Selbridge is small enough anyways, but when we were in the workout, it was like one of the things was like if someone like someone is going to be either on your pull-up bar or on your machine or on your set of rings that you would like to go to and that's closest to your machine. But I was trying to get across yesterday. The adaptability is like in the open, for example, you might forget your grips as Gillian maybe, <laughs> maybe forgot them before. Um, you might not have the machine you usually use, the damper's not set right, etc. So I think yesterday was a good one to, like there was very close meltdowns, but you could see the switch in people being like, oh, I'm just gonna not waste time, run to that other pull-up bar, get my reps done and keep the uh, efficiency going and keep the workout going, you know? When I when I think of uh, grit, here's the compliment coming your way now. I think of you. Really? Yeah, I think. Sorry, I think so, <laughs> you sounded like I was tearing up there. <laughs> my throat was just sore. Yeah, oh. because I think, I think, um, when, it when the going gets tough, you actually have that, like, a, it seems to me you have a personal value in digging in deep. Uh, am I right in saying that? Yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. Like, you love that side of the training. It's what, you, what got, got you into it, mm, isn't that right? Time, yeah. So, is there anything that you do to develop that, or is that an innate thing, do you think? Well, I think from partaking in team sports since I was, like, since I could walk, I think it was, like, the team aspect of, like, I... I loved pre-season, like, I love pre-season, like, the running, you're out there and you're fucking, you're bullying lads off, well, they were bullying me for a long time off the ball, etc. Um, and you're, like, you're right in the trenches, but it's the thing, that's how you actually build, build a team and build a passion around, like, I think your passion can grow for, like, a sport or a movement or to get better overall i think when you're like deep in the trenches in a workout like a long workout like today for example like the we had the goblet squats the grit was to try stay really neutral really strong in your squat and um, the burpee over box felt absolutely awful it was trying to hold on to your rope etc but i think i strive in them workouts and i think people know that like i love them like 
in the trenches and you just have to get out so of it. with the team thing i think what we get in a team scenario is we have an incentive to go and dig in for our teammates mm, it's for time. other people yeah, right yeah. so do you think that's where it came from from you like you're used to just saying i need to give everything for the team and then now you can take it at the individual level yeah and i think i think we've talked about this before when it's me you and james and <clears throat> we were talking about uh there was a, like a 30 minute imam i think in the room and i was like really struggling bad and i could see that everyone else was struggling bad there was a it was a full class of 18 over here in santry like and i remember like i'm not given enough here so sorry i wasn't getting enough out of it that if i'm struggling i can rather than just push myself on like selfishly i can give someone else a show and that comes back to me it comes back around you know that's a big thing for me in a workout yeah and i think we've said that before on the podcast mm. here like if if you go to cheer on someone else it actually boosts you as well there's a big, big invictus thing crossfit invictus one oh, of the yeah. most famous competitive gyms it's that's how they get themselves going in the gym is by saying look around who else can you get going and actually have that knock-on effect on yourself so it's a good strategy for sure what about you jose what do you think on the mental skills is there any one of them that you're looking forward to developing uh, yeah mainly i think that the attentional control is the biggest one uh, basically because i understand that is the base of everything if you can focus on the next thing the grit is going to be in there because if i do the next repetition and then I do the next repetition, I'm going to go until the end. doesn't matter what. So I think that the attention control is the thing. The adaptability also. If I don't have the thing that I'm used to, and I focus only on doing the movement, no matter what is the pull-up bar, no matter if I have the grip, I only focus on the thing that is coming next. I think that I develop the other two if I have another attentional control. So I think that is the base to be building across. So I think that is the main one for sure, by far. Amazing. Okay, now I am going to move us on to question two because we have a long <laughs> list in front of us. So it's just 20 minutes, one question. We'll be here all day. So uh, question number two we got from somebody was, and this is this is a frustration I feel like for a lot of people, right, is why don't we release the programming ahead of time? Why is it just the night before you know what you're in for the next day? Is there is there a rationale for that? We've we've done a release ahead of time before, um, and we've done it this way where we do it one day at a time for a long time now. Yeah, and it's, I still it's been that way for as long as I've worked here anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's a few years, and I still think it's the best for now. But who knows? Maybe we'll change it again in the future. Mm -hmm. But there's two main reasons. Like there's there's good reasons to release ahead of time as well. But the reasons to do it this way are number one, uh, we all know we have that ability to stick to workouts that we like to do and our job as a coaching team is to try and help you do the things you like to do plus the things you need to do yeah and the things you need to do we tend to avoid mm -hmm. um that's why we need to do them <laughs> if uh, if it were up to me genuinely there'd be some weeks where i'd be like don't release it let them find out when they come in yes i, I would do that because as a as a coaching team i know coaches get frustrated because they're like people need to do all these things because we're focused on what they need whereas people people tend to focus on what they want which which is completely normal and i think as athletes all of us are guilty of that just as much as anyone else yeah. um so when we look at our when we look at the programming if i say i'm going to show up on tuesday and thursday there are two days i'm definitely going to do i'm just a little bit more likely to show up even if it's a workout i don't like to do yeah. whereas if i if i give you seven days of workouts you'll tend to start going well i'll do monday i'll do thursday i'll do saturday because they're the days that look sweet to me mm -hmm. and you know we're just letting people down 
by just opening the door to people's biases and preferences okay. a little bit. So that's one reason. The second reason then is I have a thing about focusing on the job in front of you and not getting too ahead of ourselves. So one of the the characteristics of the Saturday morning session is people ask me every single week, what are we doing tomorrow? And they always <laughs> get the same answer. I say, we're training or we're doing CrossFit tomorrow because I want people to show up with that adaptability mindset of saying, whatever it is, I'm here for it and yep. I'm going to do it. Okay. And even when we start the hour, the second hour, they still don't know. Because if I say we're going to do this in the second hour, people yeah. will start like holding back a dialing little bit. back and yeah. trotting back on the first part because like, oh, the second part sounds like a bit of me. The first part, mm -hmm. I I'll just get through it. So, so what okay. I like to say is if you don't know what else there is, there's only one thing to focus on. Let's give that everything. Okay. I actually never thought about the following day. Like, so if say today's workout's really tough, but you're looking ahead to tomorrow, you might be likely to pull your intensity back a little bit because you're like, oh, well, tomorrow is going to murder me. So I should hold myself back for that. Absolutely. Never thought or, of it like or, that. Or even let's not do today because I really want to feel great tomorrow going into that other thing. And that's about that's a little bit of saying I want to go in and perform on the Wednesday rather than use it to improve. And I think that's a, just the opposite of what we're trying to achieve. I feel like with the the big elephant in the room, the open coming up as well. Like when do we find out about the open workout? It's literally like 10 o'clock, half 10 and you're there and whether it's after class or you're at home, you're on the YouTube link and you're like, I'm hoping for this. I'm hoping for this. But it just hits you and you're like, right game on yeah, going in tomorrow uh, to smash and it it's like, usually you know? the opposite of what you're hoping for exactly. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah so so that's the reason and i know some people like people like tell me all the time the good reasons why i should tell them ahead of time mm -hmm. and there are lots of good reasons yeah. too so that's not to dismiss those but it's just that this isn't a like a haha you can't know i'm only no it's not a power <laughs> thing it's very much about Sometimes like it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is for you Gillian obviously yeah, maybe. so, so uh, it's definitely a, like an approach to training that we think on balance is the best approach okay. as we currently do it now in saying that if you just listen to this episode every week we like we release like yeah, three of the workouts, most of the workouts. You, you'll know like a lot of them anyway right so um, yeah we're not really like clinging on to it too tightly but also I think it is there's enough benefit to justify it Okay, now I'm going to throw a curveball question in to the two lads, right? <laughs> so, you have to imagine yourself as an athlete, not a coach now, right? You have three options. You have to pick one. Workouts released, you get the full week ahead of time. Workouts released as we do it now, six o'clock the night before. Or go in blind. Which are you picking? Jose, you go first. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's a difficult one. I will pick blind <laughs> because I would love to arrive and just not knowing at all what is going on and then just do it. Like okay. I will trust as Adley, I will trust the coach and I know that the work the way that we work in here, I will be warm and I will be primed. So I will be ready for it. So okay. give me whatever. <laughs> Good answer. You can keep your job for another week. <laughs> Thank you. <G. laughs> yeah, I'm the same as that. Um I think back to when I started CrossFit and um I must have done like two weeks of paying for a drop-in without it's buying so a membership, <laughs> without buying a membership. And the, the most exciting thing about it was 
I would turn up and like whoever it was Jillian or Jose coaching or Jamie coaching or Christopher or whatever it was and they would just laugh at me when I walk in the door after paying for a drop in they're like you have no idea what you're in for and the, the exciting thing was I used to walk in walk straight to the whiteboard and it was like right 100 burpees for time or something like that and I'm like right deadly here we go and that was like that actually was really exciting like yeah it's weird because I think I choose the same thing weirdly I like I know there are some people who never check. Yeah. Like, and, like they're, and they're and the I advise, show up people. I advise that to new people all the time. Like, just don't yeah. look, just come I in. I think it's a great way to do yeah. it. There's something about, there's a real letting go of control mm. of that where you can say, okay, like Jose said, I'm just going to trust the process here. I'm going to like surrender to it, mm -hmm. show up and come up May. Then, I, you know, I can RTP, I can scale, I can yeah. swing for the fences, but I'm here. Yeah, I'm gonna I, do it. I think I, I think I would get a lot more out of my training if I never knew. And so this is like a little challenge now. If you're listening, for, what would you go for wh no, I would. I genuinely because because the comp sessions. Anytime I do them, I prefer to not know before we start that Jamie's going to make me do pull-ups for an People hour. People are going to call bullshit on us so hard. Here. I know, but <laughs> I'm saying if if it was taken away from me, if it was taken away from me, it's like here you don't get to know. I'd be like, fine, I'm coming in. It's fine. For but the first few years, we had no Wattify, we had yeah. no app, we had no nothing. So yeah. you literally showed up and were like, what's on the whiteboard? Yeah. So that's so how it was. If if you're listening, spend one week, one whole week, oh my God, not, checking, not checking Wattify before you come to class and see how you feel. Right, there's your challenge. Okay, we're, uh, we're going to move on, right? Next one. This is uh, very specific to the Christmas period, Jose. I'm going to throw this to you, right? Uh, so someone's asking kind of, workouts over christmas without access to a gym have you any advice for people say they might be going home for christmas or whatever they're not going to be getting into class the way they normally would have you any advice for people to keep their activity levels up yes that uh, we have in facebook as yeah. far as i know a workout from the COVID that we knew that we were at home with no material so you go to the forum into the facebook page you yeah. will find in there plenty of workout that doesn't need material so you can do them at home also yeah. you can do outdoor if you have in a nice place with good weather yeah. <laughs> it depends on what home you're going back people. to also another thing that i use it personally uh, is to go to the own woodify you have plenty of all the classes that we did back in the day and so just, just go through, through them something. and find something that you have the material available to to do it so i think that that's a good way okay um, so just with that the if you're not a member of the CrossFit Boo, a members forum. Obviously, you have to be a member of the gym to be involved. Um, if you go to that and you just search in the search bar, if you type in at home or home what, loads of COVID workouts come up. So I'm just going to read out one here that I have in front of me. Um, it's equipment free. So wait, let me see. I'll pick one. Yeah, some of them are terrible, right? So we have a we've got three three zero ladder, right? It's for time. You do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten burpees. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20 sit-ups and 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 21, 24, 27, 30 air squats. So you'll do like a burpee, then your sit-ups and your air squats back to burpees. And that's a fucking, that's a workout and a half without any equipment. You can do it at home. So there's loads of options there. Yeah, I mean, we spent 18 months coming up with a workout every day that wasn't just a token workout that would actually move your fitness forward. So they had to be tough. So if you get any of those workouts, like they're they're meaty for sure. Yeah, I just looked at that. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm yeah. going to class. <laughs> and do you know what else you can do if, if you really like a class format? We have lots of classes recorded. We record Zoom 
and the f- oh. and you can follow along the whole class. Like the, co- the the coach will actually talk you through all your technique, all your warm up. This is all from COVID, is it? Yeah, because we do a daily workout. We'd record one of the Zo- early Zoom sessions. How would people find that? Is that in the forum as well? That's in the forum. That'd be okay. posted there every day. So if you just go back to those dates, back to twenty twenty. Yeah, you just pick any of them. Okay. I think I think there was one thing everyone had was a dumbbell. Okay. So if you have a dumbbell, but there is plenty of them that are equipment yeah, free that, as well. Yeah, like that one there was equipment free. Yeah. So uh, so they're they're always good options. So wh- however her, like horrid that time of pe- period of time was, we came out of it with this bank of like we had to really uh, figure out how to get people fit with no equipment and they're yeah. at home in their living rooms. Um, so there's lots of stuff there. Yeah, it's okay. good. Okay, deadly. Um, right, so next one. Now this is not similar, kind of similar. It's uh, the best way to maximize your fitness in a short amount of time. Have you got any tips and advice there? Uh, yes. <laughs> I have okay. three of the, uh, like three. We know that we have the fitness related with three areas. We had the fitness itself, the sport, we had the nutrition, and we had the recovery. Mm-hmm. What I will do is to pick only one thing and be really constant with it. On okay. the fitness, we trust the process in here. So what I will do is to pick a certain amount of dates, uh, sorry, of days a week that I will show up to the gym. Don't even think that you are going to work out. Use your thing to arrive to the gym. The coach will do the rest for you. That's pretty simple. Okay. If you are doing three days, three days that you only need to be thinking on being in the door of the gym. That's simple. So then with there, you can increase the days, but that's the point that I will pick with it. On nutrition, pick only one thing, same thing. Maybe it's protein, just having a minimum of protein, maybe eating more veg, but don't mm-hmm. expect to do it perfect because it's not going to happen. The mm-hmm. progress before the perfection. Okay. Same thing with the sleeping. I will go in there for maybe time in the bed. Maybe like we know that seven, eight hours is idea. Yep. Starting from there, there, sorry, then the second thing probably is get the screen out before going to bed. So just pick one thing and try to be constant with it. If you do only one thing on the three areas, guarantee that your fitness is going to improve by by far okay perfect uh shifo gonna ask you a bit of a question on this as well so say the so it's maximize fitness in a short amount of time say this is over the christmas period and you're very busy and you're not near a gym and you've got 20 minutes that's your short period of time what are you doing just do fran (laughs) (laughs) just try your best um now like i think there's a <clears throat> I've been thinking about this with my own training and coaching a little bit kind of over the last few weeks and it's like I think James has talked a little bit about this in one or two of his classes so is Jose, Julian etc and it's the internal switch that you can kind of switch on in your brain it's that kind of grit that if you say if you're doing like Fran for less than like for me I think it was five minutes or something like that brutal I'll get it get it better the next time but when I thought about Fran, it was like my internal switch kind of switched off a little bit here and there. And that's why like the workout just gets away from you. So even if you're working for a very, very, very short amount of time, it's the internal switch of the likes of what we're talking about, the attention focus um, adaptability and grit. I think like all three of them come into play. And if you can keep that internal switch on of trying to get a little bit deeper in your squat or a little bit more bounce or say if you're doing a run, can you count your steps? It's like focusing in on something and keeping that switched on in your mind. Um, and even if you switch off for a second, it's that bit of um, how quickly can you switch back into kind of pushing yourself on that little bit extra that'll 
increase the efficiency and increase the work over a short amount of time. I think I think that's bang on. I think the what you're really talking about here is intensity of effort. And if we're staying switched on mentally, internally, in our bodies, we will have more exertion, more work over a sh- short period of time. And intensity is really related to time domain. And the shorter the workout, the more intense it gets. So I think if we're at home, we'd have much time over Christmas and we're just trying to sneak workouts in here and there. We have 20 minutes. It's a 10-minute warm-up and a 10-minute workout. And you just make sure that it's filled with quality, intensity, and you'll make loads of progress that way. It's not good in the long term, but in the short term as a stopgap, you can make lots of progress by just getting the intensity level dialed up and be willing to do that. Yeah, and like kind of willing to just hurt a little bit for that short period of time makes all the difference. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to move it on. Next one, right? It's, it wasn't really posed as a question, but I'm going to ask it as a question. It just says, new Smithfield gym. So we are changing facility over in Smithfield. Um, can you give us kind of whatever information you have on that, like location, size, what's going to be available, that kind of thing? Obviously, Jamie, you're the man to ask here, you know, all the details. Yeah, I'm buzzing for this. We've been looking for so long for a building. <laughs> so long. Um, because, you know, we took over that gym and it was obvious to me that there was compromises in the building to the training. And it wasn't until we really got up and running that the extent of that became clear. So it was pretty early on I was saying, okay, this is going to be a limiting factor to the quality of yeah. training we can do. Um, like everything's pretty much in the way. There's pillars, there's yeah. ceilings, there's broken floors there's yeah. equipment there's now, one thing i will say about smithfield being built the way it's built and the people training the way they're training is like say if there's a lot of kip and stuff or chest bars or muscle ups people in smithfield are getting so fucking strong because the amount of strict gymnastics work they've yeah. been doing that other gyms haven't been that once they make the switch over i think that's going to stand to everybody there 100 percent. and i think the other side of it the adaptability yeah. those, those people can adapt to anything, anything. So, so it's it's really cool and i think uh like man who was saying wait you see we move over to this new building these are going to be the old school people who are like yeah. wait you see the, we, what we had to put up in the old building yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it'll be the the badge of honor but i think but i do think you're right like this this tr- this year of training we've been through in that building will only make everyone better stronger yeah. more adaptable and then when we go to the new building it's gonna be so much fun yeah so to give you a sm- small bit of detail i know the actual the size of the building is like three thousand seven hundred square foot what the hell does that mean what does that mean yeah yeah so um if for anyone who's been in santry just to give you a comparison okay so we have our reception area in santry which is the grass area the the astro in the front with the front desk and the tables and the boxes so if you take that away it's the same size as the gym floor the new gym is so there's lots of floor space lots of open floor space there are pillars but they're it's kind of like in in nice they're kind of in a space that you work around them no problem the um the ceiling height is higher than the the current gym in smithfield as well it's it's high enough that we can do wall balls we can do muscle ups we can do the things that we need to do um and i think the shape of it it's a lovely just clean rectangle 
and oh nice and nice. you know not all the gyms have that and it's a big advantage to have we'll have to put we'll, like, we'll put in some change rooms we'll put in some showers as well so there will be showers there'll be showers as well Amazing. yeah so we ha- you know right away we have all our upgrades to go into I can't yeah. wait to move into it um, and what's the timeline on that when are you looking to move over yeah I mean so February is when I th- I am thinking okay right now we have also builders who have They've got their own timeline. They have their timeline. Yeah. The builder is saying that, oh, we'll get we'll get this knocked out in January. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, okay, well, let's aim for February because then the builder went quiet on me. Oh, so, like, oh, already so they're behind, you know, yeah, that sort of yeah. thing. So, I think February will be, if we get in before the end of February, we'll, we'll be realistic, which, you know, is no time at all. We'll be there that's in no time. So, yeah, that's it's quick. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. quick. So, um, yeah, so that's the plan. And as I said, I can't wait. I think it'll just be a brand new beginning for that place mm-hmm. um so yeah is there anything else that we need to know about it um, or does that cover it it's so just location wise in relation to the current gym yeah it's really close really close yeah so if you come out of the current gym and Hold you turn right two dumbbells to carry to the new building yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you just go to the right okay. to the lewis line which is you know 10 or 15 yards up, yeah. the, up the road and you'll take the first left and, and you're right there and it's about 100 yards up that okay. road so it's really close by. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I think we, we really landed our feet. It took a year, but I think it'll be worth it. Okay. Amazing. Um, so then I'm going to stick to a similar question-ish. Is there any location six in the pipeline? Holy moly. And this this was also topped with Balbriggan slash scaries question mark. I can confirm that there is no... Oh, I, thought, I thought we were going to find some information out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, no. Are uh, you sure? No, I am sure that we have, we have, we have nothing in the pipeline. We have no plans. We're not looking for another gym, um, and like, so everyone knows our expansion was fast, right? Um, and we've, uh, it's been such a roller coaster. I've, I've loved it, but it's been so hard as well. Like I did it because of the whole thing about getting comfortable. I, I hate being being comfortable. So it's like I need a new challenge. So that's where the expansion comes from. But we have a big challenge. Rush is a lovely spot this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> just, just this time, just open a Christmas gym in Rush. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I lived in Scaries for years. Oh, so I'd love that. Yeah. Boo, Scaries. <laughs> but, uh, but that corner of the world would be lovely. Yeah, but uh, absolutely zero plans. We're just fine with our fire. Yes, right. So, so on that, just for anyone who doesn't know any say newer members say how quickly did you go from one gym to five gyms do you have a, do you have a timeline for that because so i i came into gym number two i started in ace two and a half years ago yeah so is it let me just fast? think of timeline here we would have opened nace in june 21 it was June inside, but you were doing workouts outside for a couple of months. I think it was July inside, June. No, it was June inside, because that was, was when I June started. June inside. June inside, So, w- yeah. so we might have been, I think it was May. I think we only did a month outside. Oh, maybe. okay. Um, there since the very beginning. Yeah. So, uh, so it would have been the summer, yeah. 21, and then a, a month later, we opened Selbridge. Yes. So that happened together. Yeah, they really did. They really did yeah. together. And the plans and the negotiations and the and all of those things were very different because one was a purchased existing gym. The other one was get a building and build a brand new yeah. gym from scratch. Yeah. But the two of those things were happening parallel. Side by side, yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, the rationale was 
uh, like, okay, if we're going to do this thing, we could do it two places at once, mm -hmm. like rather than do it once and then wait a few months and do it all over again. Okay. Right. So that, so that was that summer. Yeah. Then, so we were at three and then we went to Dunleer. Dunleer was fourth, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dunleer, Dunleer. As, as Elaine would say. Um, <laughs> and then that would have been the next summer. And okay. then it was a couple of months later that we did Smithfield. Smithfield. So it would have been like 18 months. 18 months added four gyms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was aggressive. There's no doubt about it. Was it was very aggressive. Aggressive. As, as someone who's been there for it, it was aggressive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and the honestly, like, I, I also have gotten contacted by multiple gym owners since the fifth one mm -hmm. who are who are like here would you like to buy my gym as well so like it's not like the opportunity hasn't come up it's not like uh, there's not uh, opportunities to go explore there are yeah but we're quite happy with five not to say that six won't ever happen but at the moment there's no five, plans five is lovely okay yeah. perfect um next question right will there this is a quick one now for everyone will there be any comp sessions in nace in the new year so i know you did one down in nace you brought the comp session down any plans to do that again sure yeah we can do that like yeah. this yeah it's no problem um it it has been in Santry for for like 10 years that's yeah. why it's always there yeah um but yeah like taking it on tour is great and so i'm, I'm gonna ask a follow-up question on this mm -hmm. right so the comp session just because i know the last time it went to nace it was kind of everyone was like two hours of fitness let's all go to this class and just have a big class like what what is for you? What's the comp session about? If if you were to bring it to another location, is there yeah, a certain like what's like who is it who for? Is it for? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Great question. It's for anyone who wants to take the progress a bit more seriously, right? So I think that's the the main thing. Um, the the two lads will be able to tell you more because they they're regulars at it as well. But for me, the big difference, if, as a coach, what I ask people is if you're gonna show up show up like someone who is taking their progress a bit more seriously and so, early <laughs> and yeah and, and that means showing up early and being warm like i don't like having to go waste the first 20 minutes getting everybody loose and warm like show up early and there's a bit of an intention behind that if you're going to do it it's an early saturday morning get up and do it arrive be ready um and then because it's a i guess sometimes when we're coaching we're taking into account the person's feelings, because, because, <laughs> because we, we, yeah, because because we don't want to be mean to everyone all the time, but we have to push everybody, right? So we're always walking that line of I don't want to be rude, I don't want to make the first person feel bad, but I also want to challenge them to go further, and that's a regular class here. That's how I like it. They're the classes I like to go to myself. They're the ones I like to coach. But then there's this other thing of like sometimes if we want higher levels of performance, we just need to be more direct and leave the feelings, you know, at home for, for that for those two hours. So I'm definitely more direct. I'm definitely more demanding of like just attitude, not of level of fitness, not of performance. I don't care about that. What I care about is attitude. Are you giving it everything? Are you taking it seriously? Are you focusing on your technique? Are you following the coaching? Are you competing when I say compete? Like all of those things. If that sounds like, oh, yes, give me a bit of that, you should definitely show up. If you sound like, oh, that sounds like awful, you should definitely go definitely to the other class. Go to the 10 o'clock class. Like, <laughs> that's that's the one for you then. Okay. You know? Okay. So, uh, uh, Jose, what do you think? Does that sound about right? 
Yeah, I think that is pretty accurate. Like in there, we don't <laughs> mess around at all. Uh, we go really straight to the point. And it's different from a regular class and the value of the comp class is on that, is the difference. Also, I have been talking with a few athletes that they are aiming to go to the comp class. So I think that is also a good target if you're starting to get your fitness level and your skill to a level that you can go to the comp class if you had that uh, drive to do a little more competition thing. So I think that is such a good target maybe for 2024 to aim to do the comp class. Of course, you need to have that commitment that Jamie mentioned before and that ready to go and let the feeling at home. I know that this is a little bit difficult, but if you like it, that's the place to be. Yeah, and I feel like it, it, it's in the name that when we see like athletes from here go to a competition, outside of Bill, you could see like when you're <clears throat> when you're watching the competition floor you could see the people who have dedicated time in their week to put in the work from monday to sunday as well as going to the comp class um, and you could definitely see that on the competition floor when you go out and you watch Bill athletes and they're just representing the whole day you know it's great yeah so um like i know i sound like i'm trying to put people off when i'm describing it that's not the goal <laughs> but what i'm trying to make sure is that you're aware of what you're coming to. Mm. But I love seeing new people come to that session because it says to me that somebody has ha wants a next level of challenge for themselves. And that's what this whole place is about. It's about saying, not comfortable, I'm getting comfortable. Let's step it up a gear and see, is there something else for me? Yeah. So if you're interested at all, absolutely get yourself down to the session um, and see what it's all about. And there's been lots of new people join it this year. It's been the best thing, it's fresh energy every week. So yeah, absolutely love it. And so for the nice thing, yeah that gym can handle a big group and we could absolutely bring it back down there again um so we'll just have to get that organized i'm just gonna be hassling you for that because logistically for me it's a lot more comfortable to get to nace at that time uh, in the morning yes. than to get to Santry. Well, if you so if you drive it we'll do it okay amazing um i'm gonna go next question because i'm conscious the two lads have to shoot off in a couple of minutes um so next one and i'm gonna direct this straight to shifo and jose have you any advice for mixing CrossFit with running? Um, mixing CrossFit with running. Jose, I, <laughs> Jose's I, laughing I'm here. laughing because uh, we talked before <laughs> about that and my short answer is don't run. <laughs> but <laughs> I know that this is not suitable and it's not the real answer. I think that the real answer is to talk with your coach talk with your coach and get the programming around the week. I think that you can do both, but of course you need to check the volume, intensity, what you are doing, how you are getting with class. I have previously people doing both and they manage really well. Sorry, they did really well because they manage the fatigue, how many they are doing one and the other. So I think that the best thing that you can do to do it properly is have the conversation one-to-one -one with your coach and then you will have such a good way to develop both. Yeah, I think like the, co the coach has the answer like in a sense of how to position your training and your goals in line with say like we've had loads of people do marathons and half marathons just for the crack basically <laughs> like because they're training crossfit and um i feel like even with my running like i don't do much running anymore but i love going out on like a long run but i feel like with the training that we do like with the grit with the adaptability and with like the overall condition that we do in a workout I think that really benefits and like aids your running when you want to just go for a run on the weekend, etc. You're a pretty strong runner, right? You like to go for a run. I like to think I am, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, um, there's people who I think in two buckets here. In the first bucket, people who 
have a running background they're used to running multiple times per week so we can be very uh we're so methodical about making sure we're switching our patterns of movement and styles of training every day to make sure that we've got the most sustainable process while making the most progress so that we can be we can also say right we're going to do a double under day and then we won't have any impact for a few days after that to make sure that those soft tissues get a chance to recover from all that rebounding off the floor but really some people run four days a week like those people are pounding off the floor like two days in a row like every single week so if you have that capacity you have to not stress about it too much but you do have to watch that you're not doing too much of the same thing too often it's as simple as that so if you've got a double under day you might decide to not run the next day or if you're doing a workout or so you go for a run and the next day's workout shows up at six and there's double unders in it you might say i won't do that one or i'll show up and i'll ask can i sub out the dubs for something yeah you could ski or something like yeah. that instead but yeah. it's, but at the same time if you're used to doing two days in a row that you're probably just going to be fine mm -hmm. if you're brand new to running and you've been doing crossfit and you're like i wouldn't mind getting into it then you might have to manage it a bit more because it's a new thing things haven't been adapted yet and there is that ad adaptation period of three to six months where you need to just ma manage the dosage yeah. and the timing of it yeah. and again uh, Jose nailed it like go talk to your coach yeah. and you'll be able to yeah. you know work it out because yeah because I do know there are a few people like I'd say probably coming out of the opposite way I'm thinking of a couple of specific people in Nace who have a really big running background and they've now come to CrossFit to develop a little bit of strength a little bit more power a little bit of speed like there's one guy in particular Killian is training for like a 50k race at the minute he's done serious running and he's brand new to CrossFit now so he's kind of figuring out and kind of working in and out with Pa to figure out how he can best get his long runs get his short runs and also get the strength benefit in but it's he's working it really well at the minute for himself so it is kind of that chat with the coach yeah. really helps deadly okay amazing right okay sorry sorry uh so next question i'm going to ask is along the lines of the filthy 150 so it is uh filthy 150 is back in january is it it is it is back so different time of year different two lads are gone to coach classes bye guys <laughs> see you lads um so Jet, like, can you give us kind of a breakdown? This is different. This is not the same as it usually different, is. Different, not the same. Not the same, <laughs> which would be what different is. <laughs> so can you talk us through the new structure of it? What you know about it so far? I know you're not the one programming it. Yeah, I'm not programmed this year. So um, the dream. Yeah, I've got we've got um we've got in touch with a really world renowned programmer. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's a guy we've had a relationship for quite a, a while with. Um, he runs something called the program, which programs for games athletes. Okay. and um is every year at the at the games with athletes himself mm -hmm. um his name is john singleton he's going to program it this year okay um he he has a, a tradition on his own programming platform where he puts together this thing called a mash yeah i see i've seen this on instagram it's cool it's yeah really it's like cool. a weekend workout and there's usually like about five different parts to it mm -hmm. where you'll you might do it like a 12 9 6 of toaster bar and heavy snatches and then you go straight into a 21 59 of box jumps and handstand push-ups or and and okay. it's like multiple parts and you go one to the other and his whole idea here was let's put together a big hard challenge to end the week of training okay let's go for a nice walk on the beach get some coffee afterwards and finish the week off nicely Very nice. real and good vibe 
would I be right in saying it's like a like a short workout five minute gap short workout five minute gap is something like that at the event yeah oh no I'll, it's it's a bit longer than that the okay. whole event will take like an hour it'd be close to an hour and a half oh yeah so Ooh. um it was initially a concept that I wanted to test at the main field 150 a couple of years ago okay which was like a team challenge where the team faces all of their workouts back to back and they have to try and get through it as a team it's a bit more of like a big gauntlet style can we get through this thing together okay so i put together a concept mm -hmm. um like a, a rough outline of how it could look yeah and that's where we at that stage we went to john and said here what do you think uh, would okay. you be interested in programs something like this and this aligned really nicely with the mash he's like mm -hmm. well i could do a mash it would line up with this and i was like that's a no-brainer that's yeah. a cool idea Deadly. And it's going to be in teams of three, which is like, you know, we're a, we're mainly a, a team event, always have yeah. been. We've always been teams of four. Mm -hmm. So we said for the January edition, we could go teams of three. And it's, isn't it male teams, female teams and mixed? And mixed, yeah. We've added okay. a mixed one, which is an interesting one. And the mixed kind of be two male, one female, two female, one male. Exactly. Doesn't matter. Amazing. Yeah. So, cool. so you can put together a team any way you like, really. Um, and it will be about that digging in together and going for mm -hmm. it. And we also have an individual event on the Friday. Okay. Uh, so that's that's going to be going through a similar style thing but on your own so <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah that's going to be insane as well yeah um so yeah it's all coming together nicely um it's it's like it's after selling like hotcakes to be honest with you there's yeah. a few spots left but it's re it's been really busy um and yeah it's going to be in january so in in dkit again that venue is amazing it's those really good yeah those people are amazing to deal with the venue is really capable of an event mm -hmm. like this and it has everything we need uh and i actually like where it is as well like we're it's close for us in dublin we can get to it very easily yeah everyone from the north can get to it pretty easily as well it's a bit tough for the people down in munster but yeah. um but a, a lot of people don't mind making the trip for competition you know yeah absolutely um uh, yeah so i think it's I think it's going to be brilliant. And with this new January event, does that affect the event later in the year? No, it'll be completely separate. This will be a second Filthy 150 event in the calendar. So, okay. so the, the regular one will happen <coughs> again later in the year, just the same as usual. Okay, amazing. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, okay, what do we have? Oh, I think we might finish up on this one. Okay. okay. So someone wrote in and said, I would love to hear more about the history of Bua. I think that's a nice way to oh, wow. finish it off. Wow, where to start there, right? <laughs> it's, it's a vast history. Okay, so start from the beginning. Okay, mm -hmm. so a uh, synopsis of where it all started and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like a... Okay, so um, before the gym opened, I was training people in this style of training for multiple years. So, so how long are you coaching now? Um... So this will be 23 years this year. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I've been doing it that long, but I haven't been doing this style of training for that long. Okay. But the first, um, I'd say 10 years was mainly, it was fitness and kickboxing MMA coaching. So it okay. was really around that. There's a lot of conditioning element to that, mm -hmm. but it was mainly teaching people how to do that. Okay. All right. So that was my sport. Towards the end of that, so in my late 20s, I started using CrossFit as my conditioning for that okay. personally. Okay. I was like, here's something that's harder than my fight training. Right. And I was wanting to step up my conditioning. So I started using it. And as I use it, it blew my mind. I was mm -hmm. also really suffering with a lot of injuries at that point. Yeah. Like you'll see me hobbling around the gym all the time. So my back injuries came from that period of time. From and your fighting days? Yes. Okay. And it forced me to give that up. 
right. because I was injured so much. I was so badly, uh, like I couldn't really function. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty, it was pretty severe. So as I did more CrossFit, it actually put me back together. The more okay. I did that, the more I could function, the less I did my martial arts, the, the better I was getting. Um, and my physio at the time said, here, I think you might have to give that up, mm-hmm. which blew my, like I wasn't ready for that. Really? At all. Okay. It was one day he said it and no one suggested it to me before. I was like, oh, shite, I think he's right. Mm-hmm. And my whole identity was wrapped up and it was very difficult. Yeah. But at least I had been training CrossFit at that point. So you had somewhere to transition to. Yes. And okay. I and half of my PT clients, I was using CrossFit with as well. Okay. And I was that's where I was seeing all my results. Mm-hmm. So it was a very like, okay, I'm going to switch over to this thing. Right. But it was always for me, it was never a competitive thing. It was always like... Uh, training for something thing yeah so i think that's probably informed the philosophy of Bua ever since it's always tr- use this to train for something else not use this yeah. to train for this yeah because you're very big on like gpp like general physical preparedness you know and you can see that in the way the programming is done and that kind of thing yes so i'm assuming that's come from yeah we probably background. like for years there was a confusion for me as well that mm-hmm. are we training for the sport or are we training for gpp mm-hmm. the sport of crossfit became bigger and we probably were doing both side by side for a long time yeah until i got to a point where it was like actually this is spp this is specific physical preparedness for the sport okay it's time for me to make a decision here am i still doing that or, right. I, or, or am i going to go all in on gpp which is what i did yeah so um just to rewind back to that time then i was doing i was renting a space in a gym i had pt clients they were coming to me and i was doing crossfit with small groups with people yeah. who are members here now yeah like it was maria and campbell's and arena yeah. the og yeah the ogs like we were i was training for running marathons and we were doing all sorts. Mm. we were taking over this little gym all the time pissing everyone off nobody <laughs> liked us because we would pull out all the equipment we'd make lots of noise and we train really hard okay so at some point I said, we need to get a fucking, get, get a building. We need to get a building here. Yeah. And that's where I came from. So in 2012, opened the first building, tiny little uh, unit, you know. Is, pe- is this the, so you recently posted something on your Instagram story, I think it was. Is this that building? That's that building. Okay. Yeah. Concrete floor, cinder yeah. block wall, no painting. Mental. Uh, yeah. We had four barbells. We had eight kettlebells. My mate made me a pull-up bar from mild steel <laughs> and stuck it on the wall and fucking away in a hack. Yeah, mate. We made wall balls. Like it was. Oh my god. That sort of thing. Do you so have any of the the old wall balls? I do not have the oh old wall god, balls. I would love to they see went one in of those. the skip. <laughs> yes, they they were they were hard earned. They were hard hard to make. It took me weeks <laughs> to make one. Like weeks, literally. And were they weighed and measured like the <coughs> right they, weight? They were weighed, not measured. Weighed oh, to the right weight. They were round and they weighed the right thing. <laughs> and that, that's all you got. Yeah, they oh were um, horrendous things, but. They got us through the first year, year and a half. So okay. we started getting some money coming in and could start buying some equipment. Okay. That sort of thing. Uh, at the end of that two years, we were busting at the seams. Like our classes were dangerously full. <laughs> dangerously, dangerously full. Uh, some, of, some of the stories I've heard of the old gym. Wild West. Wild West. Wild West. Because there was fuck all anywhere. You had to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, some, I, I saw that video. I was mm. surprised by how good everyone's technique was. I was really proud of that. Yeah. I was expecting it to be an absolute shit show. <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> but it was. People I was like, oh, look like at this. this. Today. I'm actually really pleasantly surprised. So it was great. We moved to a bigger building. Like we went from 1,000 square foot to 6,000. 
So it, that's bigger than what we're at now. It, yes. Okay. It's, it's ginormous. Okay. Um, and at the time there was no CrossFit gyms that size around. It right. was like, holy shit! Did you see what they're doing there on and CrossFit Swords? Th- yeah, that was CrossFit Swords. Was the original yes. name? Yeah. Um, we were there for five years. Mm-hmm. That's where we really got our feet underneath us, became what we became. Yeah. And then we moved to Santry to this building. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's 2012 is when we opened. So we're 11 years now. Okay. We're going into 12. And then, year. so it went from CrossFit Swords. Obviously, you moved out of Swords, so it could no longer really call it CrossFit Swords. So, what the name Bua? Where does that come from? Yeah, good question. Yeah, yeah. W- and even in the second building, we weren't really in Swords anymore. We were in Clockrin, oh, and people were, just, were like, "You weren't in Swords," <laughs> it, you know. And it, it was a bit of an eyebrow raiser for people like, "This is not Swords." I'm like, mm-hmm. "I know," but we built the brand a little bit, a bit of recognition. Okay. We're not going to change the name. Yeah. But when we moved down to Sandry, it's like you can't really call it Swords no. anymore. Okay. So, so yeah, the name, as people will tell you, I agonized over for months. Really? Yeah, and I'm bit, I'm like that. I have to get it right. <laughs> yeah. And the other side of it is I, I submitted about 25 names to CrossFit over a couple of month period oh. and they said no to all of them. Re- Why were they saying no? Because there's 15,000 gyms. Oh, and they just all Every had these names. Every word has been used. <laughs> okay. Every word you can think of around fitness, growth, development, <laughs> like weightlifting, anything, everything's been used. Okay. Right? There isn't 15,000 words. Right? <laughs> and I also didn't want to have like it connected to a place again. Yeah, in case you move ever again. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, so, an Irish word is the best way to name a CrossFit gym because there's not so many Irish words being used around the world. Yeah, fair. But Irish words are not usually the most commercial words. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Lehris. CrossFit Lehris. Yeah, exactly. And uh, an American would read it completely differently, yeah. for instance. Yeah. So, um, Owen Cowan, who used to be a coach here, mm-hmm. came up with the word. Really? One day, absolutely. And he was like, and as soon as he said it, I was like, that is it. Okay. That is it. Because it's intuitive to say, it's short. Yeah. Three is my favorite thing. Everything comes in threes, <laughs> three letters. Um, and the meaning behind it was like that, that the win. It's the win. And yeah. it's not about competitive winning. It's about the daily win you take away from your training mm-hmm. session. You Can you come away and say, what did I achieve today? And you got to go find it. There's something about that that really appealed to me. So I love the name. Um it's one of those things that immediately, as soon as he said it, I was like, yeah, that's the one. And the, the logo is really nice. Like the, it's a horseshoe, isn't it? The U. No. Is it not? No. That's it, so that's, a, that's an interesting link you just made to the horse that's on the back I wall. always thought that was a horseshoe. Yeah. So no, I, okay. there's a guy who has always been my logo designer mm-hmm. and he designs custom typefaces. Right. So he designs the letters from scratch. So okay. there's a long protracted process. Right. And... He designed, like, I had about 65 different versions of that with slight mm-hmm. differences. That's the one I landed on. And I absolutely adore it. I just think it's, like... It I could have sworn it was always a horseshoe. Cause that's the, interesting. The, it does the, look the like work, that now you say Yeah, because the workhorse is a big kind of symbol of the gym. Yes, exactly. Know? Yeah, but, yeah, that's cool. I actually never thought of it like that, but oh. it does look like that a bit. Look at that. Copyright. There you go. Yeah, so, so that's the gym. Like, honestly, it's always been, for me, it's got to be a real gym where real training happens. Yeah. It's yeah. not about aesthetics and it's not about um, the place being fancy. Mm-hmm. It's always about can we go and do some real training? Yeah. But can we do it f- that it enhances our life? Mm-hmm. Not any specific sport. It kind of lays the groundwork so you can layer anything you like on top of it. So you've got to fitness okay. that. If you want to go and, and gre- be great at ultimate frisbee, 
you're going to get. Do. Which you I really do. You know I'm very passionate about <laughs> frisbee. Or or go play golf mm. or take up running and run a half marathon. Yeah. You've got a base underneath you. You know you have all of the requisite yeah. um, strength and fitness that you need to layer on top of that something specific. Mm. And we're always going to perform that role of the your foundation for a much fuller life. Yeah. Um, and then so that you can go and do other cool things. Like one of the biggest things for me this year was when Pa dragged a few of us down to Kerry for the Ring of Kerry. And the last time I had been on a road bike was I did a 20k cycle with my sister at the very beginning of COVID. And in the last 10 years, that was probably the only cycling I had done. So we went to do like 155k. And I was like, I am not going to be able to do like I, I have zero training for cycling or for like especially that distance and people who i've told since are like that was the first one you did and like we were all well able for it like it was all, it was all boo members like there was six or seven of us but all we do is come in four or five days a week and train and we were like right let's tackle this big giant challenge and we were all fine and the yeah. next day we weren't sore we were like oh i could go and do a workout again if i wanted yeah. to it just opens the door yeah to a life that allows us to say yes to things rather yeah. than say no to be yeah. fearful um and and that's that's the real joy of it and i think like sport is my favorite thing to live for mm -hmm. i love sport i love all of them so um it's not like i, I never want a gym to be about just the gym yeah I wanted yeah. to be the gym for other things. And you might never go play a sport, but at least you know you've got, you've the, got the body if you to go to. and do it yeah. uh, if you want to. Um, and like the experience of being in the gym every day is my favorite thing. So I do love it. I love the gym culture here. Mm -hmm. I love being around the people and what it's like to be inside the four walls. But then I also think it's always got to be about the other 23 hours of the day. Yeah, amazing. Right. We have talked for a very long time. So let's, let's call it there, wrap then, yeah. up 2023's podcast. I'm going to say something now. Oh, okay. Happy Christmas, everybody. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's just happened? Jamie's just combusted into flames. Oh.